Ready to rock? Oh, God, uh, I thank you for this day. Uh, I thank you for the opportunity to come back on here and share our testimony and continue to share our journeys, uh, continue to share the ways that you've worked through us and for us uh, and for those around us, the opportunities and the provision that you provided, um, and the grace of time that you've given us to be able to walk away from the microphone and live some life, uh, spend some time, and to then be able to actually come back um, and get another chance to continue to share again and use this platform that you've given us. And uh, we just invite your Holy Spirit into this conversation. We invite your will into this conversation. Uh, we pray that whatever desires of the flesh that we have in this moment will fall and that... Uh, only your will 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 proceed through this episode. Um, we thank you for our listeners, our family, our friends, our supporters, our encouragers, uh, the doubters as well. Uh, not to put any, any extra emphasis on them, um, but we just pray for everybody that's uh, hearing our voices in this time, and uh, pray that you continue to work in their lives and that you show them tangibly. Um, that you can work in their lives the same way that you've worked in ours. And uh, I think if there's anything that we want out of this platform and out of any of these episodes, um, it's exactly that. Um, I know that people can get caught up in like, oh, well, this was just your blessing and this just worked for you or for Jamal or, you know, even for Johnny um, or anybody that's been on this, this podcast uh, in an interview. Um, but can you encourage people right now that, you can work in their lives in the same way, in bigger ways, grander ways even. And uh, again, we just thank you for your time. We thank you for the ultimate sacrifice of your son and uh, for all your love. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to another episode of Christians of the Millennia. Um, it's been about two years and... And a month or so since <laughs> since we've last recorded. So who's counting? Who's counting? Uh, you know, forgive us if uh, you know we have any uh, shortcomings or any blunders. Um, you know, I'll be the first to admit that. You know, even just being at home on my couch before even coming over here to record that. You know, I was nervous and anxious, and mm. you know, I don't I don't think it was a bad thing necessarily, but. You know, you can hear it. You can hear it in the inflection of the voice um, and in the tone and in the sounds. Um, so we just pray for your patience and uh, we thank you. We thank everybody that's ever listened to any episode, who's ever shared an episode, who's ever supported us, purchased merch, um, encouraged us offline, yeah. um, who's been a part of this journey, uh, both with COTM and just in the church and just in our lives in general. Um, this truly has been an incredible journey. Um, and I don't, man, like, you know, just thinking back to even when we started, I don't think I ever would have imagined that something like this was going to come from it. Um, and I'm already freaking getting emotional now, just, just kind of reflecting on it. Um, but yeah, so welcome back. Um, 
Today we're going to be talking about an episode called The Pivot um, and discussing two things. Uh, One, how the Holy Spirit led us to this platform, and two, um, how the Holy Spirit led me specifically uh, into tech. And um, the reason why we have to talk about the first part is because there's going to be people that are going to listen to this episode that have never listened to COTM before, um, that have never even visited the podcast page. Uh, You know, so many new people that follow us, whether it's through Instagram or Twitter or TikTok, um, you know, or new jobs, new careers, new churches, um, you know, so many new people that we've been around over this course of time. Um, And I think one of the things that I've really learned and even just as a storyteller at heart is like there's only so much talking that we can do um Mm -hmm. at the Mm -hmm. core of it like we're called to go do and be um you know and so we can talk and share stories and parables and testimonies and all that but if we don't go out and actually live life then there's not really anything to talk about um and so while i wish we didn't take so much time away um Again, like I'm just, I'm just gonna lean on God and lean on His will and the path that He's laid ahead of us. Could it have been a mistake? Maybe, um, but does He work all things together for those that love Him? Yes, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, we're here to kind of share a little bit of that story. Um, and so, you know, first thing is, you know, kind of how we how we got to COTM, and uh, you know, obviously Jamal, feel free to chip in as you please, because you know I'll just keep talking if you don't. If you guys haven't noticed, that is one of my one of my gifts. I, I am a good listener, but I feel like God has graced me to just listen to Rudy. Because uh, if you guys listen to the podcast, which you're obviously doing right now, um, you know that Rudy will hit a flow and. Um, something amazing will come out um, because the Lord has just placed that uh, gold in him to just dig and keep digging. I can't remember which episode it was. It was, uh, uh, we were listening to worship. Jordan was playing in the background and um, I was uh, sitting there and I didn't really have anything else to say. Was it blow for blow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blow for blow. Yeah. Um, And the Lord just said, Rudy has it. And I was like, what does that mean? And I look at Rudy, he's sitting there not saying anything. I was like, you got anything, bro? And he just came out with the most fire thing that I've ever heard in my life. Um, and it was a prayer. It was uh, an, an analogy, an allegory, all wrapped in one. It was so fire. Um, so, yeah, I'll chip in whenever I can, man. <laughs> you go ahead and do your thing. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, man, we, I want to say that our first episode dropped in 2016. Okay. Something like that. I think 2016 to 2018. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of 2019 was most of our recording window. And so kind of like before, even before COTM, um, I was working at Verizon and I had gotten transferred from the Eastridge location to the Blossom Hill location. If you're in San Jose, California, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, And so at the same time that I was getting transferred over there, there was a girl named Akasha, 
and she was literally the number one rep for the company uh, the year prior, and she was being transferred to the same location at the same exact time. And, you know, I just remember the first thing being like, man, I am going to learn so much from her. I'm going to grow so much. I'm going to kill this role. Uh, you know, it, the, literally the best person that I could possibly be around, you know, in that point in time, professionally speaking, in that current role. And uh, while I did learn a lot of sales things from her, um, I think the biggest thing that happened was she would lock herself in our manager's office two to three times a day and pray. Um, and I had no idea what she was doing at first um, until I asked. <laughs> I literally just <laughs> straight up asked her, like, on our lunch break, I think. I was like, hey, like, what are you, what are you doing in there? Like, you know, and she's like, well, you know, like, I'm not the best Muslim, but, you know, I, I do what I can. And, you know, one of the bigger things for me is prayer. And, you know, I, I make sure that I do that. I make sure that I achieve that and, and uh, I do it consistently. And I just remember thinking, like, you know, at this point, I wasn't in the church. Um, I wouldn't say that I strayed away from my faith, um, but it definitely wasn't something that I was practicing or that I really cared about at that point in time. Um, I did have my belief, um, which I don't think ever really leaves you as a believer of Christ, but it definitely wasn't something that was active in my day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month life. Um, and I think just the first thing that I thought was like, man, like, if she can have that level of faith in her God, like, I want I want that level of faith. I want that level of belief in my own uh, belief in, in Jesus, in God. Um, and so, you know, that really kind of just like, I guess, struck a nerve. And at the same time, you know, Lauren had kind of mentioned going back to church like once or twice randomly. Um, it never really happened. Um, shout out to Lo. Shout out to Lauren. Um, until after this moment, until I experienced this with my coworker. And, um, you know, sure enough, Jamal um, was also back home from Fresno. And he was just kind of in between some things as well. And, you know, we were hanging out all the time, going to the gym. Uh, smoking, hanging out, just just chilling, um, you know, and I was actually trying to start a digital marketing agency. Um, I had thrown some money into some courses, and I felt like I really need to kind of, I needed to put that to use. And uh, safe to say that failed miserably, um, and it failed really fast too. Like it wasn't like this like slow experimental process. It was uh, it was a roller coaster. It went up and it went right back down. And um, but I knew that there was an entrepreneurial spirit in me. Um, I knew that there was something more that I was kind of called to do. Um, and as somebody without a degree, like I knew that I also needed to add something to my portfolio. Um, if I ever wanted to advance in my career or get, you know, bigger opportunities to say the least. Um, and so we started going back to church and, um, you know, I think one of the first things was Pastor Mike at Cathedral of Faith and, uh, he was a great preacher. And I think one of the sermon series that to this day still sticks with me was, I think it's second Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Um, where he talks about, oh, if my people will leave their ways, turn towards me, pray, you know, so on and so forth, I'll heal their land and, you know, so on and so forth. And he literally broke that down over like six weeks straight. Yeah. Um, <clears> and <throat> it was, uh, yeah, we didn't miss a single sermon. And it was just very impactful for where we were at in our lives. And, um, you know, after church, in between the gym, 
uh, in between blunts, uh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, me and Jamal would talk and we would just share revelations, new learnings, uh, ideas, questions, problems, like just all these things that we were, uh, you know, that we were getting from the church and getting from those sermons. And so, um, you know, at some point in time, like, and a lot of, the, sorry, my, my dog is, is going through it right now. But, uh, at this point in time, like there was one conversation we had and there was a lot of conversations that we had sitting in my Ultima, don't get me wrong. Um, but there was one particular night, you know, we were just talking and, you know, it, we, we came to this realization that these were conversations that needed to be had. They were conversations that needed to be shared. Um, you know, and so we kind of came up with the idea of a podcast of like just having these conversations and putting it out there um, for people to hear and to kind of witness how God was kind of moving in our lives. And I think there was probably a little bit of like a, a pride factor of like, oh, we're getting all these like ideas and revelations and we want to share. Right. There was a little bit of like a kind of a lustful desire there, if you will. Um, but God obviously had his own intentions. And so in that same conversation, we realized, yes, we're going to do a podcast. We're going to share these conversations. But damn, what's going to be the name of it? And literally, I kid you not, moments later, just just hit Christians of the millennia. Um, and we knew right away, knew right away. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so, you know, that kind of that led us to to starting this platform. Um, and, you know, in those first two and a half years, we did about 70 episodes. Uh, we got about 30,000 plus plays. Um, we hit about 20, 25 countries. Um, and we did that with no ads, with no marketing budget. Yeah. Uh, you know, we would post here and there on Instagram and that was pretty much it. Like, you know, we didn't post all these highlight clips and break episodes down into shorter clips. And like, <laughs> we didn't do stuff like that. Like we tried, yeah. um, <laughs> but it was, it was minimal at best. Um, you know, but even in that, God just moved, you know. Right. Um, I think I think in that I, it really um, it really developed how I, I walked with God. Um, yeah, because I realized that my walk with God was never going to be perfect, um, but I needed to do my best to be consistent at it. And even though we didn't get the full uh, picture of what we wanted COTM to look like, you know, with the um, the podcast room and, and all the mics and, you know, the cameras and lights and the video and all these things that were set up, um, which as I'm speaking right now, you know, we're set up in a room with all the lights, cameras, the couch, you know, the aesthetics pleasing. And, you know, and so God and his in his gracious and his time will get us there. Um, yeah. But back then I realized like it, it really is just about talking about where we're at in the moment right. and what God is going to do. Um, with just our uh, genuine honesty of like what we feel he's speaking to us in the moment. And it's just developed my walk with him in such a way where I had no idea I was going to step into pastoralship in, back then. I had absolutely no idea because we, we weren't at Encounter yet. No. Um, we were just literally feeling like our generation needs to hear like God is still moving in with us and we just need to talk about it. Right. And God continued to confirm that through when we got to encounter of like, oh, man, there's like 500 <laughs> people here our yeah. age. Right. And they're like on fire for God. Right. Like, wow. OK, this really is something. And then from there, you know, um, he just continued to do what he was doing. And so um, 
God's so good, man. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, we went from Cathedral of Faith that, no offense to them, had pretty much no young adults uh, in those Wednesday night services. Yeah. Um, and then I think for me, I don't know about you, but for me it was Trevin Craig posted on Instagram and it was like a night where like they took a picture and like everybody was reaching towards the stage. 100%. Um, and like I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> they're literally all our age. Like what the heck? And as amazing as that was, once we stepped in to Encounter, it was even beyond that, you know, right. it was incredible. Like what God will do for you is is insane. Like what he just said, like it was, tr- he saw Trevin Craig's post. Like I didn't even see it. I'm yeah. just connected to Rudy who's saw somebody else's post and Rudy's like, bro, like we got to go check out this church. I'm like, bro, we gotta, we, we're going to go to church tomorrow on right. Wednesday. He's right. like, nah, bro, Tuesday nights, it's lit. Like you <laughs> yeah. got to get there. Right. By the way, the first time we went, we were high. Um, yes. We were actually, the first couple of times we went, we were very high. Yeah. But um, the moment I walked in there, I felt the Holy Spirit. And I needed to distinguish between, yeah. uh, am I am I just high? Or like, right. am I actually feeling the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And um, again, it'll just, that I, if that doesn't speak to somebody right now, it doesn't matter where you are. God is looking for you. He's trying to grab you. He's trying to uh, be with you and just like, look, like I'm right here walking with you in this whole situation. Um, yeah. And it's amazing how like looking back now, I see how God was just pulling us pulling us yeah pulling us to get closer to him right and i mean even kind of on that topic and obviously we could do a whole separate episode on this and we have it's called weed faith and agape if you want to go back and listen to that um but for me personally like i struggled with weed way beyond that um and and as we're recording this right now i'm actually three weeks sober which is literally this this is the longest i've gone without weed since i first started smoking weed like literally um you know all those times in in leadership times where i kind of got to go on stage and like share some things like you know like it was definitely my anxiety coping mechanism 100 percent. and as much as i wanted to lean on god for that i seemingly just couldn't um for whatever reason and like i said we can talk about that later and go a little deeper into that um and honestly i'd probably argue that i maybe over spiritualized it a little bit um because as soon as i didn't make it a spiritual thing it literally became almost kind of effortless for me to stop um and so again separate conversation but definitely worthwhile tangent for somebody that's listening uh regardless of you know the addiction that you might have in your life um that has an influence over you and so yeah and so you know we recorded for about two and a half years um i actually while we were actively doing cotm i took a pause in my sales career and i pivoted into banking um not because i wanted to be a banker um but because I realized through starting the marketing agency and through starting COTM, like we weren't getting like donors and financial handouts and like anything like that, you know, like very much Paul-esque in the fact that he worked and pitched tents uh, to earn his way and to earn his living and to fund his ministry. Um, He wasn't opposed to donations, but he personally didn't accept them, take them and use them. So again, another conversation for another day, but Uh, Yeah, and so I became a banker um, just to be able to get paid to learn financial literacy so that I could fund my life as a person, uh, to fund this ministry, uh, to fund any, you know, business ventures or ideas that might kind of come along the lines. Um, You know, I took a pay cut. I worked more hours. 
Um, but I was exposed to, I, I literally was, God gifted me by just placing me in literally maybe the top two or three wealthiest communities in the country. And based on where we're at in the country, you could argue one of the wealthiest communities in the world, right. um, you know, literally, you know. And so the type of experience and financial knowledge that even just the customers that we're walking in had was, again, just beyond anything that I could have imagined or expected, um, you know. And so towards the end of 2019, um, I took a trip to Europe. And, uh, you know, that's 12, 13 hour flights. And so I used a lot of that time to try to get back into the Bible because at that point in time, I wasn't doing so good at it. And, you know, and so I had really kind of started to go through Acts a lot, um, you know, hearing about kind of like Paul's journeys and things like that. Um, you know, man, so much good stuff. Um, but it brought me uh, to this, this place uh, where, you know, where Paul is going to go to Asia and he's, you know, going country to country, town to town, to preach the gospel, to share his testimony. And, you know, the scriptures literally say that the Holy Spirit did not allow him to enter Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that didn't stop Paul. He didn't turn around and go back. He just pivoted. He changed course. Um, and where that let, and mind you, we recorded an episode called The Pivot, okay? I know this episode <laughs> that you're listening to right now is called The Pivot. But we recorded an original episode called The Pivot. Um, it's on one of my hard drives with the other 20 lost files that have yet to see the light of day. Um, and we talked about it. You know, Paul, uh, he pivots. He goes to another land. He frees a woman from her demons. Uh, that woman's owner essentially gets mad. The town gets mad. They beat, strip, and throw him and Silas into jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of scholars believe that you know, it was in the times that Paul was incarcerated where he basically came to the revelation of like, I'm not going to physically be able to do this for that much longer. And so he started to write his letters to all the churches, you know, the Galatians, Philippians, Ephesians, so on and so forth. And, you know, it was in this pivot that led him to jail, obeying the Holy Spirit. He ends up in jail. He ends up naked, writing and worshiping. And all those writings make up 70% of the New Testament that we have now, you know, and so we saw this like exponential growth um, from him being imprisoned um, just because he had a slight pivot in his ministry. And so the original concept of the pivot was really us encouraging you guys like, yo, it's time to pivot. You know, this was at the end of 2019. So this was before COVID. This was before the pandemic. We had no idea what was coming, but God like put it on us like, yo, it's it's time. It's time to pivot, you know, and I had no idea what that meant, you know, and we recorded the episode and it was an amazing episode. Um, but part of my spiritual growth and part of one of almost one of the reasons why we paused for a little bit was I didn't yet have that developed discernment of knowing what words and revelations and messages were for me and what words, revelations and messages were for my friends, those around me, and what words and revelations and messages were for you guys, Um, you know, and so while I thought that the pivot was for you guys, and maybe it was, um, there was just something there that just almost kind of didn't feel right. Um, I don't know why. To this day, I still don't know why. Um, And to be honest with you, I didn't really ever try to like dig deep and figure out like, why God, like, you know, I never really got to that point, you know. And, um, yeah, and so we took a pause and, 
you know, this is this is now going to be essentially <clears throat> where we kind of get into how I got pivoted into tech. Um, but two particular things that God had put on my heart, you know, in that season um, was Acts 18.3. Um, which talks about Paul pitching tents, um, as well as Matthew 10. I want to say the verse is 9, and it's where Jesus is telling his disciples, don't take any gold, don't take any bags, go and earn your way. And, you know, when you go to a new town, find a home that's worthy of you, stay there, earn your keep, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I was really getting this sense of like doubling down on my skill sets, um, you know, the, the podcast was amazing. Don't get me wrong, but like financially and where I was at at the bank, like, man, like those are, those are, struggling those are, days. Those are some tough times. Yeah. There were some tough times. Um, and I was getting invaluable knowledge and experience, but like, man, I was struggling, you know? And so I really felt this push to really double down on my skill sets. And remember I paused sales to go into banking. Um, you know, and so from January of 2020 until September of 2020, I had absolutely no idea what the heck God wanted me to do. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea what he wanted me to do or what this, you know, pivot, you know, was supposed to be. Uh, and so <clears throat> before I before I go into into the tech portion of it, is there anything you want to chip in? Or are you okay right now? <laughs> uh, I, I I would just say um, when you said you didn't really like dig into it um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of what you know the Lord was really trying to get to you in that moment. A lot of the times, us as believers, it's God's gonna get it to you regardless of what you do or don't do, because um, obviously we're here right now. And we wouldn't be here if um, the Lord wasn't speaking to you. Um, but a lot of times, us as Christians, we feel like it's up to us to like grind and try to grab those things. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really not. Uh, in God's timing, he, He'll get it to you. Um, and I felt like I wanted to say that for somebody uh, listening who may be struggling with like, ah, oh, you know, I'm not reading my word or I'm not fasting or I'm not praying or I'm not... Uh, doing what I should be doing, um, right. I, all of those things will get you get you to those point faster because it just you deny the flesh and you strengthen the spirit when you do that, and you're more sensitive to uh, what the Holy Spirit is saying. And so, yeah, it'll get you to those points faster, but it's it's still not you. It's always been God speaking to you, seeking after you, chasing after you. Um, so, I wanted to say that for somebody. So if you've uh, made it to <laughs> this far in the episode, yeah. thank you. Um, Sorry you know, we don't have a flow. <laughs> this is, it's been a while. We are uh, you know, finally going to get into kind of what was the point of this message, or at least what was the original intention of me wanting to come back was, you know, there was a lot of episodes um, prior, um, and I don't know which one's off the top of my head right now, but there was probably at least five plus episodes where I would talk about tech, where I would talk about tech as a viable option, career path, a life-changing career path, if you will, uh, financially, professionally, so on and so forth. And the problem was that I was speaking on experience that I didn't even have. It was knowledge that I had, 
but it was not experience that I had, you know, and so I would come on here and I would, you know, dabble and mention tech here and there and encourage you guys to get into tech, but <laughs> I wasn't in tech myself, um, you know, and so <clears throat> down the road, like I said, September, about September 2020, and I had already known about, there's a company called Career Karma, and they are a free source of information, tools, resources, coaches, mentors, like everything that you can think of, and they align you with resources on how to get into tech, essentially. Um, they have partnerships with all kinds of different things called boot camps, um, which is basically a short circuit way of literally just getting the skills that you need to be able to get into whatever role in tech you desire, um, whether it be coding, sales, cybersecurity, uh, HR, like you name it, there are so many different ways to get in, and they were a free resource that basically showed you the path they illuminated the path literally and would literally shake your hand with that boot camp that was going to take you kind of the rest of the way essentially mm -hmm. and so i had known about career karma for about two years because when we were starting cotm i met up with a friend named bq uh, he's from the south side of san jose and he had his own platform and he actually had interviewed the ceo of career karma um, on his platform so i had already known about it um, but it took all this time for me to finally like, okay, let me check it out, you know? And so, and so, you know, so I, I checked out Career Karma um, and I kind of went in it with this like original intention of cybersecurity, thinking, oh, I want to get into cybersecurity, you know, as we get further and further into what's now essentially, I guess, called the metaverse or whatever you want to call it. Um, I could see the writing on the wall of digitally where we were kind of going to and realizing that cybersecurity and coding were always going to be in demand basically from this point forward mm -hmm. um and so that was my original intention and then i got into career karma i met one of the coaches i took their seven day uh actually it's a 21 day fast track um and by the seventh day i had took like a matchmaking quiz and you know i put in current skills and you know what i was looking for and things like that and I didn't even know it at the time, but there was tech sales boot camps, you know, and so a lot of the cybersecurity and the coding was like it would take you 12, 18, 24 months, depending on how much you did the work um, before you were really certified and able to get in uh, into those roles versus tech sales was a two month course and you're in. Right. And so obviously I already had sales experience. I've always kind of been a techie. So you know, I'm like, shoot, well, I'm going to do this to get my foot in the door. And if I decide to pivot uh, down the road, then so be it. But I need to get my foot in the door, get exposure, get experience, so on and so forth. Um, so <clears throat> they basically matched me with two different tech sales boot camps. And the one that I kind of took some interest in was called pre-hired. And so pre-hired, um, I applied, but it's not like a gimme. You still got to interview. You got to talk about why me, you know, all those things, just like a job interview, right? And so, you know, I'm meeting with the first person and he's interviewing me and he's like, so, you know, why tech sales or why tech in general, so on and so forth. And so the first, you know, I guess the middle t uh, 10 episodes or 10 minutes that you've listened to so far where I talked about Verizon and this and, you know, COTM and, you know, following kind of the Holy Spirit's guidance like through and through and, you know, the Matthew and Acts 18, like literally I'm talking about all these things, you know, we've done COTM, like I can't just like step back now and try to be like this like 
only professional person like I am COTM like Mm -hmm. through and through like you know what I'm saying and so I knew that there was something on me and tech always kind of had this stigma of being anti-faith and very secularly attached and you know I don't want to say that I feel like I'm called to just change tech (laughs) like I I don't know that it's that deep Um, but I knew that I was kind of called to be influential within tech in this kind of way and so when i was interviewing i'm telling him all these things that i'm telling that i've told you guys in this first 30 minutes like i'm telling him all of these things and oh you know god put it on my heart to like focus on my tent pitching and i don't know if you're familiar with paul and you know like (laughs) like saying stuff like that right and literally the interviewer pauses me and he's like did i tell you that I was a pastor for 12 years. Come on. <laughs> and I was just like, no, you did not tell me that. You failed to mention that when I walked into the door. If you would have told me that at first, this conversation would have been a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> you know, and so he was just like amazed. He's like, I resonate with everything that you're talking about right now. Like, I have never heard anybody talk like this in an interview, you know, stuff like that. And safe to say I got in, right? And he had also mentioned in that conversation that the CEO of Prehired, uh, his name's Josh Jordan, he's a believer as well. And part of his spiritual journey and calling was feeling obligated to helping people get into tech. And that's where kind of Prehired kind of came in. Like, yeah, there is a, a secular and a professional and a business and an entrepreneurial aspect to it. Um, but in the roots of it, you know, behind the background, there was this calling and something that he felt led to. And, you know, there was definitely a lot of that within this experience. And so I knew right away, this is, this is it. This is the avenue I'm going all in. Basically I did about two months worth of coursework, um, got certified. And from there, um, I started applying to roles. And so I think I applied to 50 roles in like a two, three week window. Um, 13 of those roles, and these numbers are vital because I'll be sharing some other numbers in a little bit, but 13 of them gave me an initial screen call. This is just where the recruiter calls, kind of gets a feel for who you are, and they're the ones that really decide, like, are you going to move on and get actual interviews from the managers and, you know, people along those lines. From those 13, only three companies gave me uh, an actual interview, um, you know, and so the third company um, was a company called Rocket Lawyer, and they are like a legal service provider, if you will. And ironically, I had used Rocket Lawyer to build my customer contract for the only customer that I ever had from my digital marketing agency. Yeah. Um, so I had experience with the company, and I like, you know, I've always kind of felt like, man, if I can get, you know, you guys know me, you can tell I'm a storyteller. So I've always felt like, man, if I can get that interview, I feel like I got a, a fighting chance of really getting that job. Um, you know, and so once I found out that they were willing to move me on to the next round, you know, I definitely got some confidence, but you know, was very nervous at the same time, right? Never been into tech, don't really know what to expect. Um, but pre-hired prepared me. They gave me questions and examples of what I would be asked and things like that. Um, so I, I had some preparation, um, but was also still, you know, relatively inexperienced in the field specifically. So all that to say, my first interview was with my was was with the sales manager at the time. Um, he's no longer with the company now, um, but he was the first person that interviewed me 
uh, from Rocket Lawyer after the recruiter. So this was a legit interview, first round, and he started it with the same typical opener that you get in any interview. Tell me about yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And for me as a storyteller, this just opens up the floodgates and, you know, there'll be recruiters and professionals out there that'll say, oh, you know, keep your story to two, three minutes and kind of concise and clean. Well, that's not what I did. <laughs> that's not what I did. Uh, I took about seven, eight minutes and I, again, talked about all these things, talked about Axe, talked about Matthew, talked about COTM, talked about Verizon, how I got to COTM, how I got to banking and like really just like told my story um, and owned it. I just 100% owned it. And, you know, my the manager, we're on a Zoom call and he's like making all these facial expressions and kind of smirking and smiling and like all these things. And mind you, this is just the first question. Like this is not even like getting into the weeds. Like this is the first question. And as soon as I stopped talking, he literally sat back in his chair and just like really just like opened his eyes like wide and was just like, wow. He was like, that is such an amazing story. Um, he's like, honestly, and this, he told me this verbatim. He's like, honestly, if you can tell that same story two to three more times, you will get this job. Mm-hmm. He literally told me that. And, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's like, you know, I'm, I'm a believer too. Um, he's like, I definitely can't say that I'm as deep into it as you are. He's like, but man, like, you know, I definitely, you know, can feel a lot of what you're talking about. Um, and I like your initiative and your spirit and your confidence and, you know, just the fact that you're willing to just go after it, you know? Um, and so after I got off this call, like, man, like my whole body from head to toe was just hot. Like I was just like overjoyed. I literally could not believe it. Like I knew after that first call that this was it. Even though I had three more rounds and technically six or seven more interviews that I had to go through in those three rounds, I knew that this was it. And I stopped putting out more applications. I stopped taking other job interviews. I literally knew. Um, you know, and the first thing I did was I called Jamal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, because like when I got off that phone, the Holy Spirit was literally like, man, I got to be honest with you guys. Like, you know, one of my biggest insecurities that we had when we were recording COTM actively was, man, nobody's asking for this. Nobody's asking for these episodes. Nobody's asking us to talk about these topics. Nobody's asking us about our lives or about our testimony. Like, what? Like you know, like people would listen, but they wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't comment. They wouldn't text us. Like yeah. we had a handful of people that did. Mm-hmm. And man, God bless every single one of you. Yeah. Um, but there was hundreds of people that didn't. You know, and it's like, is this good? Is this bad? Like, what do they think? We have no idea. And literally, you can go back and listen to those episodes. You'd be like, you know, let us know what you think. Like, we would literally plead on our episodes, like, give us your feedback, please. Like, you don't know how bad we need it. And that was just such a big insecurity that I had. And as soon as I got off that phone, the Holy Spirit literally just hit me in my chest and was just like, remember all those episodes and all those topics that nobody asked you for? This is what I was getting you ready for. Mm. And I realized like all these episodes, I was just storytelling and storytelling and storytelling. And COTM had absolutely nothing to do with selling tech software. <laughs> but in that moment, it had, it had everything yeah. to do with it. Yeah. And, you know, like I literally just could not believe it. 
called Jamal. I got in my car just because I couldn't even sit still. Like, I just had to go somewhere, do something, you know, and I called Jamal and we talked about it. Um, and it was just, you know, an incredible experience. And, you know, I, I share all this just to just like, man, like, as a believer, um, the power that we can tap into um, is unmatched. It is absolutely unmatched. And when you not only, you know, shout out to Galatians, when you get in step and keep in step with the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is far, far greater than the fruit of the flesh. There, You can work and grind, and literally the word is grind. You're literally breaking yourself down uh, to try to make something happen. And, you know, I didn't have to do that. I relied on my storytelling, on what... God was moving me to, and I stayed true to it, and I got aligned with other believers. Like, yeah. I didn't get aligned with secular people. I got aligned with believers that were interviewing me. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that was for them more than it was for me. I have no idea. I have no idea what that did in their lives, personally, spiritually, anything along those lines. But those relationships are still great to this day. That got my foot in the door. And, you know, even from there, like just to kind of fast forward a little bit, six months later, you know, I kind of got back into the job market. I was like, okay, I got some experience. I got my foot in the door. I know the role. I know the industry. Let me see what else is out there, you know? And so this time, instead of applying to 50 jobs, I applied to 25, so half. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, with the first round, I did 50 apps. I got three interviews. This time I did 25 apps and I got 23 interviews, mm. um, like literally almost 100%. Right. And on top of that, there was a company that I didn't even apply to and they reached out to me. They're like, hey, we love your portfolio. We love your resume. We love everything that you're doing and we want you to work for our company, um, you know, and so... I fielded a bunch of interviews. Um, I ended up getting a few different job offers. And, um, you know, I, I say all this to say that before all of this, I was a personal banker and I was hosting a Christian podcast, trying to build our own platform from nothing, from scratch. And then what ended up happening on the back end of that was I got recruited and headhunted by a financial technology company that sells to banks. So now I sell to banks as opposed to working for the bank. So as opposed to having one customer walk in and helping that one customer with their financial situation, I now get to sell to a bank and that one transaction will affect every single customer that is a customer for that bank, you know? And so, like, talk about, like, a ministry going tenfold. Mm -hmm. Like, each interaction, each conversation is literally thousands to tens of... It's going to affect thousands to tens of thousands of people each time I actually close a sale, wow. um, you know? And on top of that, because of my experience and what happened and the jobs that I got, Career Karma reached back out to me. They said, hey... Uh, we want you to come speak. <laughs> it's like, we want you to come talk about your experience and your journey and, you know, give experience and insight and information and resources to people that are in the position that you used to be in, yeah. you know? And so I went from, like I said, I went from personal banking and trying to build my own platform to financial technology and being invited on to a platform that was already helping 
almost millions of people um, get into tech, you know? And so, again, I say all this to say, like, stick to your guns, stay true to who you are, um, you know, and, and, and watch how the Lord will work. But if you don't believe, I mean, the Bible says, like, we please God through our faith. Like, you need to believe, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, I don't know how ugly it is for you right now. Um, it's been ugly for us, <laughs> for sure. It has been ugly for us, uh, for sure. Um, and, you know, now we're on, you know, not the back end, but now we're two years deep into a pandemic, you know. And so, again, like, I think the original concept of the pivot episode still rings true. Um, and like I said in my prayer at the beginning, like, God has granted us the grace of two years after walking away from this microphone to now be able to come back and talk to you guys again. And even though it's two years down the road, guys, it is still time to pivot. Mm. Like, and, and the reason why I resonate with that so strongly is because with everything that's happened this last year and a half, two years, the world is still very much, even America, the world is still like even trying to figure out how where we're gonna go right right and so you've kind of been granted this opportunity that you were that you never had access to before while the world is unstable and you know jobs have you coming in and then not coming in and then it's mask and no mask and this and that like and all these rules keep changing and fluctuating now is the perfect time to pivot you know and so for some people that's going to mean going to a different skill set, a skill set that you might have had that you weren't using. You know, for some people, it's going to be using the same skill set in a different way. Um, you know, and so, like I said, like this is like the time. You know, I know a lot of us kind of get stuck in a linear path and we think like everything has to be straight and that there can't be any curves or turns or pauses or U turns or redirections or detours. Like, no, like, come on, like, you know, how, how old are we now? Like, life does not work that way. Yeah. Um, and so we have this window right now, and I want to encourage you to even just take a few days to just think about it. Is there another path for me? Is there another option? Is there another way that I can go? Um, you know, and so I just, now being on the back end of this, like, again, I would have never, I would have never, uh expected any of this um i didn't apply for the financial technology company they reached out to me um you know and it ended up being a great fit you know i went from making thirty-five thousand to making seventy-five thousand, and not having to wear a full suit not having to wear a mask not having to commute 45 minutes to work mm-hmm. uh <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so my my income doubled and that's not even including commission they gave me a signing bonus because I had another offer and I turned it down. They <laughs> gave me 30000 in stock Dang. that I don't have to earn and invest myself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, talk about a 401k or a Roth IRA. Like, nah, they gave me 30000 worth of stock. Wow. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, like even with the income I have now, you know how long it would take me to invest 30000 Yeah. myself? Insane. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, like, I'm, I'm really not sharing all these details to be braggadocious yeah. at all. Um, and, you know, shout out to Lauren. She's a recruiter now. Like, she, she doesn't like sharing, you know, like, income and, like, those details. And it's like, we... 
we are doing pretty well for ourselves, you know what I'm saying? But with inflation, that knocks you back a few percentage, right? Yeah. You know, but I share this to encourage you that it is possible. Mm-hmm. I am sitting here still without a degree and look at how all this has happened. Come on. You know, that like I used to bring up the no degree all the time in faith. And here we are, and I right. still have no degree. And I got 30000 sitting in the stock market that I didn't put in there myself. Yeah. And my income is doubled. I no longer have to drive my car. Because I don't have to drive my car, I'm on the lowest possible car insurance tier that there is. Dang. Like, there is, like, so many different benefits that have come from this. And I don't even have to go into the office, you know? And, um, you know, I... I feel like I kind of have to say this, but for those of you that are listening to this and think like maybe tech is a way to not have to get vaccinated, um, (laughs) that's not the case. Uh, Most tech companies happen to reside in very liberal areas. Yeah. Um, Agree or disagree. That's just the the truth of the matter. Yeah. Um, And because these companies have to kind of cover their butts they're going to put mandates in place even being a remote employee now i'm not going to get too far into this right now but what i will say is that in both of my tech roles i have applied for an exemption i have explained that the holy spirit is a part of my faith and i see the holy spirit as god in fullness in truth in authority and that even though a vast majority of my friends and my family are all vaccinated, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I never got a green light on this one. Yeah. And so I had to tell my HR departments, I had to tell my family, I had to tell my friends, like, no, like, I, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. And it almost like, feels so scary being like the holy spirit told me not to Mm. (laughs) like like you know i even doubted that you know like i didn't even want to believe that because it would be easier to believe the opposite Uh uh-huh you know and it's just like it feels even now it feels scary saying this i didn't even expect to really even talk about this on this at all (laughs) at all and and if you are vaccinated no shame no judgment whatsoever i'm not like out here telling people like don't do it don't get it like no that's not what it is yeah i feel a personal conviction and that's all that it is now if you know things change and data changes and so on and so forth then hey that's a different conversation but all i know is that the god that i believe in the holy spirit that dwells literally within me and is my teacher and my guiding light until we return to heaven. I guess I shouldn't say return to heaven, but until we go to heaven, until Jesus returns, yeah, is a better way to put it. That I I have to listen. You know, now does that mean I listen to everything the Holy Spirit tells me? Not necessarily. I'd be lying if I said that. Yeah. But on this one, I just it, it was stronger. It was so strong that I just had to wait this one out. Yeah, I had to oblige and I got approved both times. Um, so that's all I'm going to say on that topic. 
Um, what was the question you asked me? Because um, you called me on that one too when you had to write the exemption. Yeah. Um, so I actually, when I applied, I, they told me, oh, you know, we need a written statement um, <laughs> explaining one, one, that your faith and your beliefs are sincere. Okay. And two, explaining how the COVID vaccination is contradictory to said faith because there's no churches and denominations that are coming out and saying don't get it if you're a christian if you believe in the one and only christ yeah do not get it like there was nothing like that there was zero (laughs) there was zero like that some people will use the um that they had to use aborted fetal cells um for the research to get the stem cell to get the strain to do all those things that's pretty valid. Um, you're right. If you're against abortion, if you're against murder, well, they had to use murdered cells yeah. uh, in order to do this. Um, you know, and so that's its own kind of topic. But um, I asked you about blasphemy, blasphemy, blasphemy of the Holy so Spirit, because yeah. I was like, <laughs> if I if I tell him that the Holy Spirit told me not to. Like, you know, and trying to figure out, like, what is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Does that mean, like, you know, like, yeah. man, like, and like, I'm telling you, like, I doubted. I was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, did the Holy Spirit tell me that? Like, it's kind of hard to believe that. Because um, I'm the only one that seems to be feeling that way. <laughs> you know, like. Which I wish. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're not going to go into that. There's just so much. Because you're not. You're definitely not. You're definitely not. But. Uh, yeah. So, Man feels great um to be here again um to be sharing and um god i hope i hope you guys don't get too mad at me for what i just (laughs) shared that last five minutes but you know like we've founded this platform on transparency Mm -hmm. um and it would be foolish of us um to stray away from that and like i said i'd I'm looking at my notes. There was nothing about vaccination and exemption and, and any of those things. Um, not, I have two pages worth of notes, which I've never done any of the times we've ever recorded this podcast. So to tell you that I was prepared, I had my notes, I knew exactly what I wanted to say and exactly what I wanted to talk about, and somehow that still came up. So Holy Spirit snuck that in there. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to, like, come into my DMs and argue about, like, theology or something like i hate to say it but like miss me with that like at this (laughs) at this point in time um again no judgment no shame nothing along those lines i'm not trying to argue with anybody about it um you know if you feel like the holy spirit said something different to you i I don't i don't know i don't know what to tell you um that's just how i feel uh, and that's where i currently stand with it um could that change i guess Maybe, but that's not really something I'm kind of sitting and banking on. So, yeah. So yeah, um, it's you still got time to pivot. Um, I'm not gonna say that tech is for everybody, but I am gonna say that tech is for anybody. Um, so if you want to get into tech, you know, if you don't like, oh, I'm not a coder or I'm not a software engineer or anything like that. If you work in HR, if you work in marketing, if you work in sales, if you work in any facet of a business currently there is that same role within a tech company. So you could literally work your exact same job now, more than likely, with exemptions, right? It's like there's, I don't know, tech companies don't have like 
delivery people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's certain roles that it's like, okay, that, obviously that's not going to translate. Right. But if you work within a corporation um, in any way, shape, or form, tech companies are still companies, right? They still have all the different facets of the business, you know? And so I'm in sales. I don't have any coding certifications. I don't, I didn't become a cybersecurity person, like any of those things. And I'm in tech, um, you know what I'm saying? So just want to share this with you guys with experience now. Uh, this isn't just me babbling, um, even though I am doing a little bit of that at the moment. And, uh, and yeah, so, you know, I just, I think if you've made it to this 55, 55 mark, uh, thank you. Um, and you know, I just, I just want to encourage you, you know, stick to your gun, stay true to who you are. Um, but not out of pride. Um, you know, make sure that that actually aligns with scripture, that it actually aligns with God's will, you know what I'm saying? Don't be so prideful and stick to your guns just to stick to your guns and you're sticking to the wrong gun. Like yeah. <laughs> you're sticking yeah. to a gun that malfunctions or you're going to jam or something like that, you know? So, yeah. um, so I think, yeah, I think that's something that I, I want to touch on before we wrap up here yeah. was that as you were talking, if you guys were listening to what he was saying, which if you guys at this point, I'm sure you were, uh, he said there was, there was just a point that, well, I just knew. Like, I just knew that I knew, and, and I just, like, I didn't even get through the whole thing yet, but I knew. Um, that feeling is so different than you just sticking to your guns and beating your head against a wall that's just, or a door that's not opening for you. Right. Um, when, when the Holy Spirit starts to um, move on you, uh, it, it has nothing to do with you, and he'll give you that confirmation. And I'm, I'm really starting to... Uh, learn how to to walk in that I guess uh, a little more frequently like almost week to week uh, there's been a few times I've got on stage uh, to do transition from um, worship to um, the sermon mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit will legitimately tell me like I'm not giving you a thing yeah <laughs> right I'm not giving you a thing yeah um, but as I as I walk up there he's like okay I want you to be so raw to the point where um, you're gonna start to feel my heart for the people, and then you'll speak from that space. Yeah. And when I when I get that feeling that I know that I know this is what the Holy Spirit is telling me, uh, I I can't stop talking. Like Rudy said, like I had to get up and like get in my car and just go somewhere, like a move, because the Holy Spirit had just fallen on me so heavily, yeah. and I knew what He was speaking. And those moments are where you can key into. Uh, God is doing something here. If you recognize a proper moment, it'll build momentum for you. When you grab those moments of like, go, this is not me, this is God, momentum will shift for you in such a powerful way. He said, the fruit of the Holy Spirit can give you something so much better than what the flesh said, uh, or what the flesh can do. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I mean by Rudy will drop gold if you just listen. Like, let him ramble, <laughs> and he will drop gold. Because it's so true. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Right. Okay. That's just, that sounds like boring. And they're not judged by the law. Right. Not right. Judged they're by not the under law. the law. Like There's no, <laughs> there's no law, law against, against those these. things. Which means there's no boundary for those <laughs> things. There's no boundary. And so patience 
in a certain situation can open up so many doors for you that you would have never thought possible. But you're just thinking like, oh, well, the fruit of the spirit is just patience. Like, ugh, like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I want to go gross. Yeah, gross. <laughs> like, I don't want to be patient, but patience can open up so much for you if you wait at the proper time. Yeah. And so there's, um, man, if you just recognize those moments of the Holy Spirit, um, when you know that you know that you know, don't don't run away from those because it'll it'll open up doors for you. But um, yeah, and, and and part of that like development and the discernment and you know some of the reasons why we had paused, um, you know, was like for example, <clears throat> sometimes I'd be getting these like analogies or metaphors or this imagery and be so caught up on that as opposed to like really trying to get to the root of the truth of what that was supposed to kind of allude to, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so I don't, in growing in that now, like, I don't want to sit here and act like following the Holy Spirit is going to like lead you to only good things in this, <laughs> in this world, right? right? And so, you know, that's why I talked about kind of that Paul excerpt. I had to at least mention it a little bit in this episode because the Holy Spirit led him to jail, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he obeyed the Holy Spirit and he ended up beaten, stripped, completely naked, and Silas too. Silas was just like riding along yeah, for the ride. He was just along. Yeah. He was along for the ride. The Silas I'd probably have been so pissed if I was Silas, yeah, like man. but he knew, right? And he he went with Paul for a reason, right? Yeah. Like he knew what was gonna come along with riding with Paul, because Paul was just insane, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like and he got beaten and stripped and thrown into jail, too, just because Paul was listening to the Holy Spirit, yeah. you know? So I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, if you follow the Holy Spirit and you listen to everything that it tells you to do, that only good things are going to come out of it in this world. Yeah. There is a, an important distinction when I say in this world, okay? Because even though I got approved for both exemptions, I was sweating bullets i was tripping i called jamal i called jay bull who is my best friend but also my attorney like i was like having multiple conversations my grandma was pleading with me like just get the shot it'll be so much you know like and no shame to grandma like i love you like i she she didn't do it because she didn't say those things because of like my faith or anything she did it because she realizes how much harder going forward is going to be with not complying with that and she's scared for her grandson that his life is going to be harder because of it so i'm not sitting here telling you that it's all cherry and roses if you listen to the holy spirit yeah but you can hear the joy in my voice right Mm -hmm. you can hear the joy in my laughter like it's still there even as hard as this journey has been Mm -hmm. um and so i i want to leave you with that because i'm not saying that this is all perfect and easy and light and the yoke is light yeah sure but man you'll be you'll you'll be tripping and Mm -hmm. stressing and wondering and you know that's obviously still room in areas where my faith can continue to grow 70 episodes later my faith still has some room to grow and you know just to give you guys even like a just a funny example just to kind of exit us out on um when i had went to uh vegas a few years ago and uh (laughs) and i was at the blackjack table and (laughs) and i was betting like 25 dollar hands and i was doing well actually i was doing really well actually and this lady comes ne- and sits next to me. She has all her bags, so she's obviously, you know, going to be leaving Vegas soon. And she starts dropping $400 hands, 
And I'm just like, yo, but when she would win, she's winning 800 bucks, 900 bucks. And I'm like, yo, like, and literally like Holy Spirit told me right then and there, like, you're not making the same sacrifices that she's making, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, does that mean they have to make as big of a sacrifice to get as big of a reward? Not necessarily, but this is just like something that I was seeing. It might've had something to do with tithing. It might've had something to do with what I was willingly putting into my relationship with God and the yield and the dividends that I was getting in return. Um, But that's just what I was seeing in that moment. And I came back to San Jose and I think it was maybe that week or the week after, and I got invited back on the stage. <laughs> and, you know, I was just doing announcements. Like, it wasn't like, it's not like, hey, come come share something recent that God told you. Like, it wasn't like that. I was just supposed to be doing announcements. <laughs> and I just rode with the flow. <laughs> And it came out, and I said, "Hey, you know, I was in Vegas, and da da da, and like I could hear all the gasps in the audience, and you know, poor Pastor Michelle's on stage with me, and she was like, oh God, like no, don't go there, you know, like <laughs> uh, because I, you know, the Bible's pretty clear against gambling, um, oh, man. you know, and so she kind of corrected me on stage a little bit, but I rebuttaled on stage, and I on said, stage. but, but God will meet you." anywhere that you are you know and could it have been wrong that i was there and that i was gambling absolutely (laughs) but was that a reason for god to not meet me and not teach me and not guide me in even in those moments no you know and so was i the one that asked you to do announcements that week or was it pastor michelle uh i want to say past i feel like pastor michelle asked me and it might have not even been that week it might have just been like that day day. (laughs) or like the day before like oh you want to do announcements with me like you know (laughs) so again like like i said like you know not just because you follow the holy spirit and obey what it's urging you to do or urging you to say like it doesn't mean necessarily anything good is gonna come from that in this world um you know the funny part was once we got our leadership rewards and you know things like that like you know they made kind of funny-ish rewards or awards for everybody um, and my award that still hangs on my wall in pride to this day um, is most likely to minister in the casino. And, uh, you know, and I'll take that. I will take that because I have always in some way, shape or form kind of felt like a little too much for the church. I've always felt like uh, I'm probably not going to be a pastor because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little too willing to go to places where I feel like not all pastors are going to go. And maybe that's because they're perfect and they don't do these sin things, (laughs) you know, but, you know, they can talk about how dirty certain things were in the Bible and, you know, you know, the bloody man or the woman who had the bloody disorder, you know, like all these things. And they can get into some of the dirty details, but like part of the reason why we started this podcast is because no pastor is going to take you back to day one and share everything that they've been through Mm -hmm. they're going to share the pieces that they want to share that they're comfortable sharing and this is no knock to pastors but this is just exactly why the body of the christ is a full body Mm -hmm. has hands ears a head and feet and ankles and cankles and shins and knees like there are so many parts to the body and all of them have different roles and different purposes and different reasons for existing yet when they come together they achieve the same purpose, um, you know, and so, <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know where I was going with that, but that's uh, that's all I'm leaving you guys yeah. with today. Yeah, we can keep going. We can. And that's, uh, that's a good thing because I feel like we're getting we're getting that uh, that flow, Holy spirit yeah. groove, Holy Spirit flow. So uh, stay tuned for the next episode, people. We love you. Uh, we're praying for you. Uh, we're grateful that you guys are still here, rocking with us, listening. Um, please reach out. Let us know how what you thought about this episode. Um, shout out to everybody who has been a part of building this. Uh, we love you. Yeah, um, and we're grateful. Yeah, especially uh, Johnny and CJ and Jordan. Yeah. Um, everybody that came on and interviewed and shared their stories and testimonies as well. But yeah. uh, especially those those three four guys um, were very huge for different periods of time mm-hmm. uh, and for different reasons. Um, so, do you want to uh, pray us out? Yeah, man. <clears throat> Angie, you want to pray us out? No? Good girl. Dear Heavenly Father, we just uh, come before you so so humbled that you would uh, even just allow us to partner with you in this moment, in this time. Uh, Lord, I ask that you would personally speak to every single one of uh, the listeners today, Lord, that they would hear from you and not from us, Lord, that they would hear something specific that pertains to their lives, um, to know that you are alive, Lord, and you're you're not a dead God, you are an alive God. You are breathing and you are active and you are moving in today. And so I pray that they would just see you moving and see you speaking and, and seeing you tug their hearts uh, to go in the direction that you're calling them to go because you have uh, a plan to prosper them, to give them a hope and a future, Lord. And um, though it may not always be easy, uh, though there may be bumps in the road, Lord, that plan is ultimately to uh, get them to have a life light and life more abundantly, Lord. If if we're not in you, Lord, there there is no life. Um, it's just walking around aimlessly. So I pray, Lord, I pray that they they find purpose in you um, and through the rest of their day, whenever they're listening right now, Lord. It's in your mighty son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.